Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having a wonderful day so far. Thank you for joining me. We are going to be doing a slightly different format, or I should say new format, as an experiment to see how it goes, see how you like it. And I've been doing the coffee chats style episode, which is a bit more of a casual kind of conversation about something that's been on my mind or a theme of my life, not necessarily related to reality creation or anything in that realm. And I've been getting some really good feedback on those episodes. And one thing that I have been gravitating towards has been sort of a stream of consciousness style episode. Now, I've certainly done this in the past, but usually around one specific theme. And for today's episode, I want to do kind of a journal entry style episode where I discuss several different themes and see what happens. Now, I will say that I've been very much out of my journal practice as of recently since I started doing design your character and working with digital tools like Notion. I haven't really been doing pen and paper at all, I would say for the past at least eight months. And I just picked back up a pen and paper and have started journaling again. And I really like it. It feels really good and it's a different way of expressing myself. I feel like with the Notion template and any of my more structured forms of reflection, I am quite often thinking in a very structured way, which I find helps me a lot. But the odd time, I just kind of want to do free form. And that's where I feel like just a blank journal is really good to do that. And that is kind of how I see this episode is we're just going to have a blank canvas. I've written down a couple of themes and we're just going to get right into it. So let's start off with friendship. Now I've discussed this at, you know, different points throughout the podcast. I've done a full episode on friendship. I've had a lot of requests for a second episode, a part two, which I am going to be doing very soon. However, I in between those episodes have just been talking very casually about this theme and to be honest I feel like it's been a really really big theme for me in the last year and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast but I can't be 100% sure which is that I feel at some point I bought into this idea that we are supposed to prioritize career and long-term partnership and having kids and buying a house and all these kind of future-oriented individualistic goals when we're in our 20s and late 20s and even into our 30s. And what I began to realize is that pursuing these 
to the extent that it disconnected me from others made me feel really lonely and made me recognize the value of friendship. And I would say due to the pandemic and due to being disconnected from people to the extent that we were, I noticed even more how important it was. And then on the other side of things, I've talked before about how the expectation to find one person, i.e. a partner, that fills every single need, whether that's emotional, physical, social, etc., I begin to also question that and realize that that's actually a lot of expectation and pressure to put on one person. And I really see the value in having a diversity of connections and community and really being intentional about that because I think that it can be so enriching and we also have a lot to offer to others, not just about what they can give to us. And I think connection has just become such an important point, not just with friendship, but with community and with family. What I began to notice when I prioritize friendship in a more intentional way is that my sort of approach up until a certain point was the more the better and you know maintain as many connections as you possibly can and what I found was I was spread too thin and then I would just get overwhelmed and maybe withdraw from certain friendships I feel like I've recognized that connection requires effort and requires intentionality and for me personally I've just kind of come to the conclusion that it's quality over quantity and I feel like having a big circle of friends or a wide wide circle of close friends or trying to maintain that level of closeness for me was like a safety net because at one point having felt very excluded from social circles once I began to feel more included, I would want to grasp onto all of those connections and I would find it extremely hard when they would maybe evolve or we would become less close. I would think that it was something wrong with me. Now, where I'm at now is kind of the opposite of that, where I'm very comfortable having a very small circle of really, really close friends and kind of making sure that we're on the same page in that respect and prioritizing each other in the same way. And what I've realized is that it's okay to have standards in friendship. I feel like, again, in the past, I kind of thought that I had to just be okay with everything and, you know, recognize that also friendships go through evolutions and seasons, just like any other relationship. But at the same time, I think that when there's an underlying incompatibility between two people, it is okay for that connection to take a new form. And for me, that didn't necessarily mean like cutting people out, but it just felt like I could reflect on the connections that I had in my life and I could intuitively tell which ones were really close and you know, reciprocal connections. And then I could tell which ones maybe we weren't necessarily on the same page and it doesn't mean that we have to not be friends. It's just that maybe that's in a different phase of evolution. And being able to recognize this has been extremely helpful because I feel like just being on the same page as someone else is probably a very foundational thing to friendship where I find that the conflict arises when two people are not matching each other's energy investment and so kind of what I the evolution of my experience with friendship and 
my relationship to friendship in the last year has been more so just being able to identify the friends that I'm really wanting to maintain that level of closeness and connection with and investing into that, being vulnerable, being honest. And another kind of piece of that is being willing to take feedback, being willing to give feedback, being willing to communicate just like I would in a intimate partnership. I feel like some of my frustration with friendship in the past and this feeling of imbalance has been because I really haven't communicated my standards, what I expect from a friendship. And so, you know, if for example, I was getting flaked on and I never actually communicated that, hey, that actually really bothered me or that upset me or you know I understand it happens from time to time but it feels like you're not prioritizing this friendship if that happens over and over again and there was a degree of unsafety that I felt in communicating this because I feel like I have sort of a fear of abandonment but what I found is the people that I've been willing to communicate how I felt let's say if they bailed on me last minute or whatever the situation may be Not feeling like I have to band-aid that up with, you know, saying, oh, no worries, it's all good. Because I think that kind of sets the tone that it's okay to do that to me. And so the conclusion that I've come to right now is that the friendships that are going to be really high quality and a really solid connection for me, I'm going to be able to provide that feedback to and vice versa as well. I can recognize that if someone is providing me with feedback it's because they value that connection and if they didn't they probably just wouldn't say anything it's actually super interesting because i'm doing a designer character um series on tiktok right now and someone asked me how do you know if like your desired reality is what you actually want or if it's what somebody else wants and i would say that In the times that I was more deeply connected to what other people desired, so what I was witnessing society push as the pinnacle of success, for example, and then inheriting that as my own desire, was I found myself to be very disconnected. And now as I reflected more on what I actually desire out of life, one of the biggest things is connection and friendship and community. And I just feel a lot of softness and love for the people in my life. I feel so grateful for the people in my life. And to me, that is like the most important thing ever. I just wanted to share that because, you know, I do feel like I lost sight of that a bit for a while, especially when I was really going through sort of a transformation with my identity and going through things with my mental health. I very much felt like I had to do it alone and I felt like I couldn't be seen transforming by the people that knew me. I thought that they, you know, would think differently of me, but my belief now is that the people that are really here to stay and the connections that are going to be long-lasting are going to accept every evolution of me and vice versa. So that's something I've been feeling really good about and that's been bringing me a lot of joy and fulfillment. And again, Maybe it's just my own personal viewpoint, but I sometimes feel sad that it's not as heavily prioritized collectively in society. I saw this TikTok about reality creation, and I'll put it in the show notes for this episode so that you can watch it. It articulated something that I've 
spoken to here and elsewhere on social media so well, and that is the way that we outsource, or I guess let's let's reframe this, waiting for external conditions to give ourselves permission to feel a certain emotion or sensation. So I talked about this in the episode about giving yourself the sensory experience that you want to have. Let me just look up what the name of that episode is. Okay, the name of the episode is Using Your Senses to Create Your Desired Reality. And I thought this was a really interesting reflection and speaks to how important it is to set the foundation and even just identify what sensations and feelings you want to experience in this life. Because without doing that, I think that's when we expect that something will make us feel a certain way, but the external circumstance doesn't actually change the way that we feel inside and there's that sense of emptiness because we had the expectation that something outside of us would fulfill something inside we have the capacity to experience those feelings and emotions without anything external needing to change and i think that that is something that's really interesting to practice it's definitely a change probably at least it is for me with how I'm used to navigating reality which is the external circumstance changes and then I give myself permission to feel an emotion but this person gave an example of let's say for instance you won the lottery and you won 10 million dollars and you didn't actually receive the money yet because it's going to take a while for it to hit your account but instantly you're identity would change your way of seeing the world would change your energy would change you would feel a sense of excitement even though the external circumstance hasn't yet changed and so that's obviously a pretty extreme example of winning the lottery but this is kind of the spirit of here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. The type of approach to reality creation that I like to identify with, which is identifying the sensory experience that you desire and then considering what you can access in your current reality that will allow you to feel that sensation or feeling. So for me, for instance, a big one that I've talked about many times on here is freedom. It wasn't about, I want this type of career. It was about, I want to feel a greater sense of freedom in my career. And knowing that also helped me to almost have a little internal compass and help me to notice when I wasn't really following that compass. So for example, even though I became self-employed and I had the potential to have a greater amount of freedom, I actually carried with me a lot of the habits from my previous job because I felt like I wasn't actually really capable of having a job that I was that I was able to experience a lot of freedom in. So I'd kind of impose constraints on myself without even really needing to. I've shared before about how my approach to reality creation is putting every single one of the puzzle pieces in place, including the emotions, including the sensations, so that the last thing to catch up is the physical reality. And another example of how I've experienced this firsthand and noticed this play out is... For example, if I get an email from a potential brand partner and I can identify that this is a good opportunity financially, even without having actually solidified that contract, I can feel my confidence improve. I can feel my sense of abundance improve. And what I've kind of trained myself to do slowly is to experience that shift without actually needing anything to happen in the external and I've had some really good results for that so I wanted to share that and again if you want to actually look at the video then I will link that below. Tying into this theme of not waiting for an external condition to give yourself permission to feel a certain type of way, a big one for me is fun and pleasure. Now what I noticed about myself is let's say I'm at point A I'm in my current reality and I desire to get to point B. That's my desired reality. When I'm kind of in transit in between those two states, I find that I will experience a lot of frustration and a lot of kind of impatience. And what I began to realize is that I love to create new things in my reality. So I'm going to find myself in this transitory experience pretty often, I imagine. I'm going to want to transform. I'm going to want to create new realities or create new conditions in my reality. And what's the point of doing that if I'm going to feel awful in between? If I'm going to 
not enjoy the process and if I'm going to be trying to rush my way through it. I get to this point where I'm taking everything so seriously and I'm reading so deeply into everything and when I feel that happen, one thing that I am really good at is interrupting it and you know, I'm becoming increasingly better at it where I recognize myself so deeply stuck or in the identity of being stuck and I'm almost like attached to that identity and I have to take a step back and just recognize this isn't enjoyable, this isn't pleasant and it's actually not the only state available to me right now. I could take this a little bit less serious, I could have a little bit more fun, I could enjoy the process a little bit more and that has become a big priority for me because again, I know I'm going to find myself in this in-between for the rest of my life probably that's what it's about for me that's why I came here and if I can't enjoy and have fun in a big aspect of it what is the point I've actually had a few of you over the last few months since I started talking about this idea of design your character reach out and recommend the book Atomic Habits by James Clear and People said that they saw a lot of parallels between this idea of designing your character and the way he talks about habits in the book. And I haven't read the book, so I am approaching this from only having done a little bit of research on this specific idea of identity-based habits. But I really like what he shares about how if we want to embody a new identity we have to kind of play the role of that version of ourselves in the meantime we have to create a belief system that reflects an identity that we actually desire to move towards and one thing I will say is like I get this question a lot on TikTok or on social media when I talk about design your character is well doesn't that deviate from your authentic self if you're playing a character My attitude towards this is that for me personally, I already was playing a character. I already was performing. It's just that I was performing for what other people expected of me. I had adopted an identity and a personality largely as an adaptation to social pressure or wanting to fit in or wanting to meet a certain expectation of society or teachers or whatever it may be. And so I already was doing that. It's just that it wasn't rooted in my own desire for my life. So that's kind of the first aspect of it. But the other aspect is these don't have to be like fundamental personality changes, things that feel like a huge amount of effort and change who we feel we are fundamentally. He talks about in the article that I read about identity-based habits, Let's say you wanted to become a better runner. A outcomes-based approach is, okay, well, I want to be able to run five kilometers versus an identity-based approach is I am the type of person who runs five kilometers every day, for instance. And then what does a person who runs five kilometers every day, what are their daily habits? How do they speak? How do they eat, drink? How do they relate to others? What are their interests, etc. And you're building a habit from kind of the ground up. He also talks in this article that I read about identity-based habits, which again, I'll link below, how 
the recipe or one of the aspects of a recipe for success with adopting a new identity is to prove to yourself that you are that person, to document the small wins, to give yourself data that you are on that way, on the way, I should say, to becoming that person. And slowly over time, it becomes second nature. I agree with this and that's why there's something in the notion template called the up level log because it's almost like you're replacing an idea that you have about yourself and for many of us not everyone we need data to back that up so we've built up sometimes 20 30 40 years of data that we are one type of person let's say we have a belief about ourselves that we are not capable of doing physical activity that we're lazy etc and I think in order to replace that idea we have of ourselves, we have to have some evidence that that isn't necessarily true or it doesn't have to be the whole truth that we are moving towards something different and that we're capable of doing that. Even if it's just tiny, tiny things, we can slowly start to kind of remove that belief we have about ourselves and replace it with something new. I want to share one of my deepest intentions for this podcast community and for my Patreon and Discord community is collaboration and really a community oriented space. What I mean by that is I will constantly receive DMs from people who said that they really appreciated sharing all of the different responses from Instagram because they deeply related with something someone else said. It helped them feel less alone, etc. And it also helps me to reflect a little bit more as well and create episodes that are important and meaningful to not just me but to the community and so I'm really reflecting on how I can move us in that direction and move us towards that community feel even if you're not a member of the patreon so that you feel that you are a contributor to this podcast so my experiment that I'm going to do we'll see if it works and we'll see how it goes, is in addition to continuing to put out my Instagram stickers and engage you in that way and ask for your feedback or responses in that way, I'm also going to allow a more longer form podcast submission and I want it to be anonymous so that if you're not comfortable sharing something from your own personal account, then you can share it anonymously. So, What you should look out for in future episodes is in the description box, there will be a podcast submission type form where if you have a specific situation that you want to be discussed, if you have a specific question, if you have feedback, then you can include that there. Or if I ask something on Instagram that you don't feel comfortable sharing from your account and you would like to share anonymously, then you can do that via that channel. So Keep an eye out for that. I would really appreciate your input, your feedback, whatever it may be. And yeah, that will be it. I think that will also be a good channel to receive like feedback on specific formats, let's say. So if I do this journal entry style format, how did you like it? You know, did it feel like it flowed? Or if I do a coffee chat, what did you think? And just hearing more dialogue via that channel I think will be well we'll see I'm willing to see how it goes and I'm willing to not keep doing it if it doesn't work out because that's how I approach most things but 
If you're interested at all to share a little bit of your experience and maybe have that discussed on the podcast, then I would love to hear from you. But with that said, that's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I am excited to continue exploring some of these themes in more depth in future episodes. And yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thanks for being here. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 